0: Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. Jordan and Lexi here. Good. How are you? Good. Good, good. Um, So I actually thought of a icebreaker today. Um, so we have been trying to make Sundays be a little more restful, be more intentional. Brianna Scroggins got me thinking about all kind of Sabbatarian life. So <laughs> I have been trying to, on Saturdays, prep as much as I can for Sundays. So, um, Lexi, what are some of your favorite make-ahead meals? Because when we get home from church on Sundays, everyone is starving and exhausted. So it's <laughs> like... We must eat as quickly as possible and go to sleep. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. So I've Ch- I come home with you guys? Yes, he does. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes he goes before us, but he usually comes home with us unless there's the rare uh, like counseling session after church. Okay, yeah. um, but that's not that frequent. It happens sometimes, okay. but normally that's through the week or in the evening.
1: Mm-hmm um yeah sundays my go-to lunches is pretty much always beans and rice because my family absolutely loves it mm-hmm. and i can put it all in the instant pot real quick in the morning and it has you can put a lot of cheese on it so like you can fill people up easily with it and it's just hot as soon as i walk in the door because yeah. brian's not with me on sundays but it's the same exact thing like within five minutes they can literally be sitting down almost done with their meal and ready yeah. for now <laughs> yeah
0: yeah those are my goals. So do you do black beans? When you say beans and rice is it like black beans, yeah, or just pinto beans.
1: Whichever one. I have the um well you have it too, the this pilgrim life. Yeah. Everyone in my family, including Brian, they love that recipe. Like so much. Like yeah. birthday request it, love it. Yeah.
0: Wow. <laughs>
1: so that one's I know
0: pinto beans, isn't it?
1: Yes, that one's Pinto beans. Yeah. If I don't have Pinto, I'll just use yeah. black beans. But yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, that is good. I've made that once. I liked it. Um and that one that one has the rice with it, right?
1: Yes. You cook the beans beforehand and then you cook the rice and you put the beans in when you're ready to eat it. Okay. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's a good one. Um, I made, so I've been utilizing the Instapot on Sunday mornings Mm -hmm. and I made the enchilada quinoa that's from that same cookbook. Have you done Mm. that? Yes. That's that's a really good one. Yeah. Like, um, everybody liked that too. And, um, my friend Lexi made it for small group one night and everybody liked it. So I was like, oh, this would be a good Sunday thing. So I did that one Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then um, for tomorrow, I'm doing the potato corn chowder that's in that book.
1: Mm-hmm. Have
0: you made that? I haven't, I haven't made that. I yet. haven't.
1: No, uh, I don't think I've made that one.
0: I haven't made it yet, but I have all of the things in the pot ready with strainer up off the top. So I can just, like, pop it out of the fridge and put it in in the morning and it's all ready. Like, I was was telling Jared, I was like, I could get way over the top about the Sabbath prep thing. Like, should I pour cereal in their bowls tonight?
1: (laughs) Well, okay. That is what happens, especially with, like, um, when you're, prepping food traditionally, Mm -hmm.
0: you can just keep going. (laughs) I know. know. There's always another step that I could take that would, to make it even more prepped. (laughs) Exactly. It's like where, yeah,
1: don't borrow anxieties for tomorrow, Lexi. (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) Yeah, but um, we also like to have homemade pizza on Sunday night sometimes, kind of like a little tradition we were doing for a while, and then I kind of got burnt out on it, but um, I went ahead and made pizza dough today also and stuck that in the fridge so that that's ready for tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm so proud. So
1: now I'm curious. So what are you making for dinner tonight since you've been doing all this prep for
0: tomorrow? Jared is frying fish. That's why oh, it's very okay. easy okay. to do two, <laughs> yeah. two things for tomorrow. Yeah. I um, have to do
1: really easy Saturday night dinners too.
0: Yeah. Jared's frying fish. So he's in charge of all of that. I'm going to pop French fries in the oven and a salad to go with it. So that's like, super easy, and I have very yeah. little to do tonight, which is probably why I'm so on top of tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it's got to get somewhere. <clears throat> yeah, exactly, and for lunch we had, um, I like to make this avocado chicken salad. Yeah. Do you ever do that? Oh man, it's so good. Yeah, I
1: love avocado. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and um, I felt overly ambitious this week at Sam's, so I bought a whole bag of ripe avocados, And then I'm like, oh gosh, I have like six avocados to eat (laughs) for the next (laughs) um." Which they do okay in the fridge, but I feel like they're just not as good once they're ripe and you stick them in the fridge. So anyways, yeah, those are, those are our little Sabbath prep ish meal things. If you think of more, message me your ideas because I've been trying. I, mean, to I always
1: do baked oatmeal in the morning and I try to do some sort of a meat side with it just mm-hmm. so they stay full enough through church. But other than that, I still have feast prep most Sundays, at least part of it. Yeah. So I have to be as low key with Sunday food.
0: Yeah. As possible. But yeah. And you guys do your feast at supper time, right? Your feast meal. that you um, do- A little bit earlier. Yeah. Usually
1: just because of Brian. So like maybe four, four thirty. Okay.
0: Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, and I want to get your baked oatmeal recipe because I've been using the same one for a long time. It's like the peach one. Okay. I told you about I want to get yours because I just want to switch it up. I want to try something different. Did yours, Mine's boring. Does did, did yours have fruit in it? it
1: you can do like one to two cups of any mix-ins you want, but I really like it because it's Paige's recipe and so it's soaked. The oats are soaked.
0: Hmm. So it's
1: traditionally prepared.
0: Okay. But hmm. You can make it that. as
1: fun as you want or as boring as you want.
0: Yeah. Um, one time I made mine with no fruit because I was out and Jared was like, I actually like this better plain. Like just oh. with cinnamon, just like with cinnamon and brown sugar in it.
1: Oh, so okay. Like,
0: hmm, well, that's actually easier. Wait, does
1: Jared eat breakfast then? Yes. Brian never eats breakfast. I know. Has-
0: when he stayed with us, I was like, do you want some <laughs> breakfast casserole? You know, like know. he's like, uh, just coffee, really. I just really I, yeah. was, I wonder if this because he doesn't really like breakfast casserole, or if he actually doesn't eat. No, that. it's because he actually really likes breakfast food too much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but That's it does crazy. ruin like. On, I would love if on Monday mornings we all went out to breakfast together because I love like big breakfast at restaurants, yeah. but
0: mm-hmm.
1: it rarely happens.
0: <laughs> yeah, Jared loves breakfast. It's his favorite. Um, yeah, he loves eggs and bacon and all the breakfasty things, pancakes. Mm-hmm. Um, on his birthday we usually go to Denny's for the all out breakfast. But our Denny's closed because of COVID. Like closed for good? Well, yeah. I mean I'm assuming they're closed for good. They're closed closed. <gasps> oh mm. my god. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stupid COVID. So we didn't get to do that for his birthday this year. Sad. I know. All right, so we actually have a topic today. <laughs> and I'm probably going to let you lead this a little bit more since you actually have a daughter that you have been raising for a few years. (laughs) Mine is still in the womb for another month. Yeah. um, We're going to be talking about raising the differences in raising little men and little women. So this is one of the questions that you guys wrote in and said that you'd like to hear us talk about, and um, I definitely have some thoughts, and our family is intentional about Raising our boys to be boys, and um, we will raise our daughter to be a girl and to be feminine and to glorify God in her femininity. But this is something that's vastly countercultural right now. The world basically wants us to raise androgynous blobs of cells, and um, and to not say there's glory to be had in being feminine or masculine. Um, but we're made in the image of God. Um, Whenever we embrace femininity, whenever we embrace masculinity, that is a way for us to glorify God Uh, by saying yes and amen to the way that you created me. Mm -hmm. So um, what are some of your guys' intentionality with raising boys and girls? Um, I think one of the biggest things that
1: I've just had to be really aware of as a mom, I only grew up with one brother, so I didn't really see the groups of boys dynamic growing up. And so I've had to just really be careful about the fact that boys are going to do things the way boys do things. Mm -hmm. And not that we shouldn't discipline them and, you know, help them grow in self-control. But if I expect a male to help me in the kitchen, I need to do it in such a way that I'm expecting male help and not female help. Yeah. Or same thing with bathroom. I'm teaching them how to clean the bathroom as boys, not as girls. Um, So that's just always because my I want them to be as quiet as possible, as clean as possible, as orderly as possible. And that's just, that's not the way the Lord has made them. I'm not going to be their authority for their entire life. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one big thing with the boys specifically. Um, Brian definitely does a really good job of taking the lead in uh, doing like male things with them specifically where mom's not around. Um, I also think we've like made... point to realize if we ever were to homeschool when they're older I should not be their only form of teaching authority even. So I think you can get really creative with how you do that but that's honestly part of why we want to start a school is just kind of having a male outlet. Um, Our upper grades are going to be led by a male teacher as well for that reason. So just realizing like you need to start transitioning them at some point from being mostly under female authority to learning to be under male authority. Um, But yeah, I think I'm really okay with them being boys, being dirty. I've had to learn to really be okay with that and just see that it's a gift from God and really like be intentional about looking into the future and seeing what parts of your male child's personality annoy you now? What is God going to do with that? Like, I don't want to smother that because I have no clue how God might be using that for his kingdom. Yeah. And so I really try to just temper my own frustrations with that faith of what is this young man going to be for the Lord and for the kingdom and for his wife even.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I love, I love, love, love little boys. I love little baby boys. Um, they 're very sweet, they're very crazy though <laughs> yeah.
0: okay, so then with Daphne, how does that translate uh-huh. into like fostering <sighs> femininity with her and a love of home and um, mm-hmm. seeing those things as beautiful, and she's still little, I know she's yeah, very- she's she's three
1: yeah, she's three okay. now,
0: yep um I think one of the things that
1: I try to be careful of is uh. And I'm sure she'll totally grow out of this as she gets older, but even starting when she's really young and she starts to mimic some of the male behavior, I remind her all the time to try again, act like a lady this time Mm -hmm. or say that again, like a lady, we're not dragons. We're women. Um, so yeah, that's just one thing. Like how is she conducting herself even as a small woman? Mm -hmm. Um, but she is, she's very different from me. I, I, I was kind of a tomboy until even post marriage I would almost say um but Daphne is very very girly so <laughs> she wants in my perfume all the time she wants in my makeup all the time she wants all that all the time so I have to be careful with like okay I'll let her do that but I also don't want her to go so far that that's all she's thinking about is mm-hmm. <laughs> is hair and makeup as a 3 year old yeah so um but yeah, I definitely like, I'm okay with she wants to round around in dresses. She got upset the other day that I put pants on her. She didn't want to play in pants, she wanted to play in a dress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but just like letting her express and explore her femininity and not being annoyed with it mm-hmm. or annoyed with the little clomping around the house in the yeah. high heels <laughs> all the time. <laughs> um, But yeah, and I think I do, there are times when I will intentionally um, pull her in from outside when she's been playing with the boys and and I want her to bake a cake with me or help me with dinner. Mm -hmm. And you know, that means she gets to lick the batter. So she gets to have while doing it, but I I am intentional about um, the certain types of tasks. I, I don't, she plays outside a lot with her brothers, but there are times when I just kind of say, okay, you're going to come help mom now, especially because she's not school age yet. So she's not necessarily, she doesn't have formal training, mm-hmm. but she's learning to really, I want her to love cooking. And so I, it, whatever that means, if she is eating chocolate chips the whole time she's making dinner with me, I want her to be in there and enjoying that she's time with me. Having
0: fun with it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, so we're both reading Popes and Feminists right now, or you might be, oh, yeah, yeah. are you done? Yeah. Um, we just started, we had our first book, book club meeting for that today, but um, in the preface she talks about uh, like the author, which is Elise, how do you say her last name? Crapachettis. Okay, thank you. I think that's how you say it, it's Crapachettis. Okay. Um, she talks a little bit about like she had a shakeup of faith and started going to reform church and it really helped her think through a lot of things. And one of the things she says in here is, um, she started seeing that children are a blessing God gives. And one of the means he uses to bring the world under Christ's dominion, raising faithful children is a fundamental means of ministry and mission. Um, so I just wanted to kind of bring that up as a reminder of like, the way that we're raising our kids is discipleship. So are yeah. we discipling them with a Christian worldview, a worldview that says like that God has created male and female Mm -hmm. And are we doing that in a way that brings glory to God and brings identity to our children and help for them? So um, Jared has done an awesome job. He's such a good dad. I'm so thankful. Um, But he's done such a good job with the boys, just setting up these words that we kind of funnel things through for them. But they're also going to be like benchmarkers for their life. Uh, Mm -hmm. But the words are worship, work, protect, provide, lead, love. And Mm -hmm. And he set those up like, okay, your identity is a worshiper. And so like Ransom, God saved Ransom this mm, few months ago now. And so that's something that um, we're like, okay, now you're a worshiper. This is your identity. You worship God and all these other things flow from you Mm -hmm. being a worshiper that that that's your identity. And so like we teach him that men work, men protect, men provide, men lead Mm -hmm. in love. And um and so anyways, those are all things that we do with our sons, just reminding them of those things. And they both have those, mem- those words memorized. And so we're really intentional about like, okay, this is, this is who a man is, and this is what a man does so that they can, as the, in their life, have those benchmarkers that they're, mm-hmm. um, that they're aiming towards. And mm-hmm. then another thing that we do with our boys is our intentional – I am intentional with telling them that I respect things that they do. And the Muslim mm-hmm. family talks about this a lot. And I want them to know that when they do something that is respectable, that I respect it. Yeah. And yeah. So I verbalize that to them a lot, even to Val. Oh. I and mean, when he does something, which right now it's like, you stayed in bed. I really respect <laughs> that. You obeyed. <laughs> yeah. and, um, and and you can just, you can see it on a little boy's face when you tell him mm-hmm. that they absolutely beam And, Mm -hmm. and stand up straight. And you can tell that it just means so much to them. And I, I just told Ransom that the other day about something, uh, that he did that was good. And I can't remember it right now, but just saying, Hey, I just want to let you know that I really respected the way that you did that. And Mm -hmm. that is important because men need respect and, and I don't want them to, when they turn 16, um, immediately just want any girl in the world that will show them any form of respect. So um, me and Jared are always intentional to um, give them respect at home mm-hmm. for things that they do.
1: And then we Paige have
0: told more... me, oh, go ahead. Paige told me that uh, Todd
1: read like the Marine Handbook and he gleaned from that that they never punish a Marine for taking initiative, even if like the consequences were a bad outcome. Because they want men that are willing yeah. to take initiative. Yeah. And I've thought about that a lot with boys when it comes to you have that moment where you're frustrated that something went wrong and you can either tear them down or you can praise them, show them you admire the initiative. Yeah. Let's yeah. just change this one thing next yeah, time. Exactly. And I what you're talking about. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And um, that's also something with the boys too. Um, we had an instance with Ransom that he was protecting. He did it in a way that I wish he would have done it differently but but mm-hmm. an instance where he was his intention was protecting yeah. and it was like, I'm not going to discipline you for this even though that I, I'm going to tell you how to do it differently next time mm-hmm. but if your intention is good and something that I want to foster, then I'm going to encourage you in that yeah <laughs> um, which is tricky with little boys because they don't always <laughs> have the best instincts. <laughs> But, and then for our daughter, we have words picked out for her and that is worship, work, help, submit, fear, nothing, and love. So those are the words that we are going to be aiming towards for her just in, these are things that we think God will, is biblically going to call you to. So we have those things already established and that she knows them in her mind, which is a part of her identity and a part of um, God's calling on her life. But yeah, discipleship for kids is gender specific. So we have to know how we're going to aim whenever we're going to be discipling our kids.
1: Yeah, and I think it is helpful having brothers and sisters in a family. It gives them a smaller context to practice those things because we're always correcting both Daphne and the boys. Like you need to treat your brother respectfully. Let's try that again. Or you need to make sure you're protecting your sister in that. And then we kind of model it. So it is really helpful to have once you guys have a daughter like mm-hmm. they get it in a different way they're like oh wait this is my sister god has we tell the boys all the time god has created men to protect ladies and babies
0: yeah. and they know that <laughs> who are
1: you to protect ladies and babies <laughs> so <laughs> just those little things that you can <laughs> kind of put in their mind that when they're little they don't understand you know the mystery of femininity yeah. and masculinity and how that works together but they can understand those little phrases or like the words like you guys are doing that's great i love that
0: yeah um jared talks to the boys a lot uh god made you strong to protect not to hurt yeah so like what how are we using our strength are we using our yeah. strength to protect somebody or are we using our strength to break, tear somebody down or to hurt somebody mm-hmm. but just like reiterate reiterating like strength is good yeah. Being valiant is good we want those things in you um but we have specific aims for them they're not just yeah. for any old reason that you want so
1: mm-hmm. yeah i think um future men is really good. Yeah. I think that's a great one to think, to kind of think through what those categories are for men. And didn't you say that the Jankovic, that Rachel Jankovic and Rebecca are writing a book yeah. or did I imagine that?
0: No. Yeah. All, so all of the Wilson family women, Nan- from what I understand, Nancy, Rachel, and Rebecca are writing a book called Future Women and they're actually sending us copies to review. So eventually okay. we'll have a review of that on the podcast. So okay. that be really helpful to read
1: aside from that, I do think that um, even Exile is really helpful and Popes and Feminists is really helpful.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Those were good for me.
0: Um, And then Jared and I were just saying this morning that we wanted to reread, because I haven't read them in a long time, Let Me Be a Woman and Mark of a Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been probably 10 years since I read those, so... I want to revisit those after reading The Shaping of a Christian Family, and Mm -hmm. I love that book so much. That was so good. Jared's reading it now, and he's also loving it. Oh, cool. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, those are some of our thoughts about raising boys and girls and the differences there. So, anyways, thanks for listening. You got anything else to say on that one? I don't
1: think so. I think that's about
0: it. All right. Have a good day, everybody. Bye.